0: What's up, everyone? Happy New Year's Eve or Happy New Year, depending on when you are listening to this, probably most of you. It's the new year, so happy 2024. Glad you are celebrating it here with me, listening to my 2023 year in review. Before we get into it, if it is January 1st or later, right now, we are open for enrollment. How to Work Less, Cohort 6, Open enrollment is upon us. You have one week to make the decision about whether you're going to be joining us, this cohort. We already have an awesome group signed up and uh, I'm really excited about everyone who is joining. So if you are considering it, go to learn.howtoworkless.com. If you are self-employed, I believe there is no better investment in yourself and in your business in 2024. And our January cohorts are always off the chain, super high energy, people are fired up. It's a great time. Our first lesson will be next Monday, January 8th. So you have until then to make a decision about whether you're gonna be uh, investing in yourself and your business this year. That's all I'll say about it now, learn.howtoworkless.com. Let's get into the 2023 year in review. I'll talk a little bit more about it at the end of the episode. But yeah, let's do it. So yesterday I sat down and I combed through my entire business and my life to do a bit of a year in review and compiled all that information to share with you. I'll also be sending out a written, probably condensed version of this on Work Less Wednesday this week, on Wednesday. Um, maybe you're listening to this from that. Um, but just for context, what I normally do when I gather the information for the year in review is there are a couple places I like to look. Um, number one is a first thing. And if you're doing any kind of planning or year in review, I always encourage people to just take a minute, grab your phone and just go through the photos on your phone for the year. It was really helpful for me to just jog my memory and be like, wow, I really did a lot of stuff this year. Um, so I always love the phone as an option. Other good places to look are if you're on social media. Um, go through your past posts for the year, um, your story archives, if you're on Instagram, something like that. Um, one of the big ones for me was rereading every issue of Work class Wednesday that I sent out this year and just going back through all of my kind of business notes and, and things that I talked about. So that's how I compiled this. And what this is going to be is a year in review of 2023 for my business and, uh, and a bit of highlights about my personal life as well. So let's get into it, shall we? I kind of decided to sort things into categories and hopefully you'll get some updates, some insights about what I've been thinking about this year, changes that I've made, and a little bit about what I'm planning in 2024. But honestly, I think that's a <laughs> another episode worth of stuff right there. And also, I'll link to this in the show notes. I do have highlights from 2022, so last year. So if you're curious about how things have changed from year to year, Um, I will link to the highlights from 2022 in the show notes that you can check it out. That was in Work Less Wednesday, issue 63, okay? So that's something else you can check out if you want to go down the rabbit hole on my year and review insights. So in terms of how I categorize this, business-wise, I have it sorted by social media, my education business, my agency, and my time tracking, okay? And then I also have some personal highlights, top books, tech I use the most in 2023, hobbies I was into. There's a bunch of stuff I wanna talk about. Hopefully this doesn't last forever. But let's start at the top of the list with social media, place where that was the most important thing in my business last year. So I decided to just start with that. And going into this year, so 2022, I started on January 1st with 124,054 followers, subscribers across all platforms. So at that time, that would include my Instagram, Twitter, and my newsletter. Drum roll, please. This year, we ended it as of December 31st, which is the day I'm recording this with 421,715 followers. Wow, pretty darn good. So a 3x increase in followers. So pretty freaking awesome. And uh, I'm, I'm definitely really happy about that. And uh, let's break into how it worked. So Work Loss Wednesday, we went from 13,000 and some change to 25,000 subscribers. So doubled the amount of readers of Work Loss Wednesday, which I'm stoked about. Probably even more interesting than that. I didn't pull this number, but I'm gonna pull it now is we on average see if i can go to my stats we see an open rate of work on workless wednesday of 55 56 sometimes 60% and that's a good signal for me that tells me that people are are interested in what i have to say and uh, that's high for for the industry so that's pretty cool okay i send out workless wednesday every single week of the year, except one I had one week, uh, in November, which was the first week that I had missed I was telling my wife, this first week that I had missed since I started sending out work last Wednesday and I forget, I forget what happened. I think I just like totally missed it. I don't, I don't know, but. Yeah, we're on issue. I don't know what number issue we're on. I guess I could look on my website. By the way, some people don't know this. If you ever want to check out the archive for Work Less Wednesday, if you go to my website, howtoworkless.com and click on newsletter and scroll down, we actually have every past issue posted on the webpage. People don't, really, <laughs> people don't really know this, but it's all there. So we've done 112 issues to date, maybe 113 by the time you're hearing this. And I've missed one week. Um, So pretty good attendance record, I got to say. So 51 issues in 2022 have been sent out. Now, over on the Instagram side of the business, which I really believe is kind of my core platform. It's the place where if I send people to check me out, um, I tell them to go over to Instagram. And it grew from 104,000 to 336,000 followers. It's crazy. And what's really interesting is... In September 22, I put this in my newsletter uh, in Work Wednesday that my reach tanked. Okay. My social media account basically like went down the tubes and I went from reaching like millions of people to basically reaching no one. And this was around the time that people were like rolling, Instagram was rolling out this weird focus on reels and they kind of like tried to turn Instagram into TikTok and um, I have a whole post about this. I'll link to it so you can check it out if you're interested. Um, But what was interesting was I kind of said, all right, there are three reasons why I'm not going to be worried. I'm just going to stick with the program and things will change because after doing this on social media for not even that long, two and a half years or whatever, um, I've seen so many changes happen. I've seen people come and go. And the most consistent thing that I've seen is I just need to be Consistent. Okay. So, number one was just continuing to post and staying consistent, knowing that things will continue to change. Number two was hedging the risk of the fact that I don't own Instagram by encouraging people to join me on Workless Wednesday and, you know, saying, you know, why don't you come off the platform? There's a great podcast episode um, where I talk about this in depth. I have a pretty crazy story about how, with my agency, uh, a bit ago, we ended up in this situation. Where I talk about like building a house on borrowed land. And um, I did something similar with a, a client project and it ended up getting shut down and we got a huge bill. It was crazy. You can check out that episode. It's called Don't Build Your House on Other People's Land or something like that. But I don't expect anything from Instagram. They don't owe me anything. They can do whatever they want, it's their company. I don't feel like, <laughs> I don't feel like, you know, some people think like oh they turned off my reach and like after all i've done for them like ig doesn't owe me anything so i encourage people to leave instagram and join me on work wednesday or listening to this podcast all right last thing is process-based goals versus outcome based goals and this has just been my kind of mental operating system for social media across the board is i have stopped setting follower goals completely i don't really set them anymore, and to an even deeper extent, and this is very new for me, um, I have shifted away um, from thinking about financial-based goals and thinking thinking more in terms of process as opposed to outcome. So for social media, that looks like setting a goal of posting seven times a week instead of a goal of saying, I want a thousand new followers this week. Because when you focus on the process, not the outcome, you focus on what you can control. And otherwise, you're just setting arbitrary numbers that generally are either really easy to hit and you hit it and you're like, great, I hit my goal. Or you set something too hard and then you feel really bad about something that you have no control over. So a little tangent there. But the reason I'm bringing this up is we went from 104K to 336K followers over 2023. And that was coming on the tails of my reach cratering and me basically being stuck at the same follower account for a really really long time and uh things bounced back and i saw this appearing in april um and i'll link to the follow-up post on this but i did a couple of things that made a really really big difference and the number one thing that moved the needle for me in 2023, not surprisingly, maybe you found me from this, was I started posting animated reels on Instagram. Um, I got the hint from a couple of folks that are in my network, um, guys like Dan Co, Ross Harkness, um, this, uh, yeah, just a bunch of people that were doing them as well. And they're like, hey, listen, these animated reels are popping off right now you should definitely try posting them. And it turns out people really, really resonated with what I had to say with my writing. Um, I work with a super, super talented animator on these reels and we try to put out about two a week and these reels killed it. My top reel this year had 29.8 million plays and my content was shared by Damon John from Shark Tank and even Kim Kardashian. So biggest social media win by far was understanding this opportunity and jumping on it quickly and having the benefit you know a lot of other people i've talked to tried doing these reels and weren't successful and i think the missing piece for me and why it worked for me so well was i had put in the work up front um i had been writing daily posting daily for you know over a year i don't know exactly maybe closer year and a half, maybe two. And so I had the writing on point. I already had a lot of proven content and I was really tapped into what was working in terms of like how to write things that resonate with people. So that was number one. When you think about animated reels, it's basically the text, right? And then there's the visuals. And the other benefit that I had was I've been running a design agency for the last decade. So I was able to come up with a vision and articulate it to my team, and come up with a style that really worked. And yeah, you can you can see the results. Um, so when people get discouraged about, you know, I I did a couple animated reels and they didn't work very well. Um, you got to put in the reps. You got to know how to write. And I was lucky that I've been in this business for a decade, and it helped. So biggest social media win by far was the animated reels. Um, your results obviously may vary but that's been my experience all right over on the x side of the world i grew a meager 4000 followers from 6800 to 10800 i have been really on and off and inconsistent about x i'm not particularly vibing with it um you know there's a universe where i could repurpose and repost the stuff that is on instagram over there but i don't know i just haven't been feeling it Maybe I'll change. Um, but I was Twitter at the beginning of the year was something I was super super excited about. I learned a ton from it. I met a lot of really awesome people, and now I'm like, I'm default not even logged into it on my computer. I just don't find it to be helpful. Okay, uh, you may also remember that in 2023, a fun little social media service called Threads launched, which had a huge huge splash and doesn't appear to be doing that great. But my secret thought is that there is hidden opportunity on threads. I think that there is a small subsection of people who are using threads a lot and they're just not talking about it. And I think there's benefit there. And maybe I should be thinking about posting more on threads, but because Instagram owns Threads, I was able to amass with essentially no work 49,600 followers on Threads. So I have a big, big Threads account and we post maybe twice a week there right now. Interesting opportunity. Many people would say Threads is dead and it's over, but I think that on a long time horizon, it it could be a thing. And that's just my short-term take on Threads. All right. On the podcast side of the world, you may remember that I launched this podcast. Um, I can't remember what month I launched this thing. Let's see. When did we publish our first episode? Okay. Episode one, July 6, 2023. So it's been about half a year, maybe a little less, five months. And I've really enjoyed doing it. I think it's a format that plays to my strengths. I, as you probably can tell, I don't, produce this at all. I literally turn on my microphone and press go. The only thing that I do is I do sit down and outline the episodes before I record them. So I'm looking at an outline right now, but yeah, I just press play, talk, hit the stop button, export it from audacity, and then send it over to my assistant. And then that's it. So it's very much a work less type of medium that I think plays to my strengths. And I anticipate probably continuing this in a meaningful way in 2024. We're averaging um, 1,000 plays per episode, which is incredible. The fact that people want to hear me, you want to hear me in your ear for 45 minutes or an hour once a week is pretty insane. And yeah, we got like uh, 24,000 downloads so far in the first five months. So very happy about that. And I am bullish on The Rich Webster Show in 2024. All right, on the other parts of the creator business, and I think those are the stats, those are the numbers. So, you know, numbers go up, that's good, right? Um, Everyone likes to see that their numbers got higher over the course of the year because it means that things are working. But I want to flag a really, really interesting point that I don't think many people are aware of, which is the reality of running a social media-based business. And across all mediums, like I mentioned, I'm ending the year with 421,715 followers across all of these areas. And what's wild is there's a business attached to this, right? Work Less LLC is the name of the business. And... Workless LLC, since its founding, which was in May of last year, so not that long, maybe 24 months, 24 months, something like that, um, which was the first thing that I sold was cohort one of How to Work Less, which is maybe in April or May of last year. And Workless LLC has only had approximately 324 customers. Okay, wrap your brain around that. And that earned, for math, for the math heads out there, that earned $650,000 in revenue. So, so between cohort one of how to work less and today, $650,000 in revenue has been brought in. That's how much money the business has made in a year, 18 months, let's say, which is sick, like, you know, who would have thought? Um, but why I'm sharing this is the reality of running a business like this is only 0.08 of a percentage point of the people that follow me on social media have spent any money on my business. Only 324 people have spent money. And that's all it takes to make $650,000 of revenue over 18 months is 324 people, 0.08%. Of the following. So, why this business model is so fascinating to me and so weird is that means 99.92% of the folks that follow me have received hopefully free, helpful, valuable content for the last couple of years. And I've received nothing in return. That's pretty insane when you think about it. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit mind blowing what it takes, but the reason I'm also bringing this up is to give you a sense of the harsh reality of what it can sometimes take to make money online. Um, yeah, you got to post every day for a long time, build up a large following and the, the rewards really come on the tail end. I mean, don't get me wrong. This has been two and a half years total. And in the last year, the lion's share of the revenue has come in. I don't have the breakdown exactly, but my sense is probably like 100K I made from this business last year and then 550,000 this year. So things are ramping up significantly and I expect them to ramp up even more next year. But it's wild. Yeah, that's a lot of freaking followers and a lot of free content um, to build a business. So something people don't really talk about or discuss is like what the reality of the math looks like. And you might see people that have, this is kind of a tangent, sorry. You might see people that have um, less followers or maybe similar amounts of followers, but they sell cheap stuff. So they might have like 5,000 customers, but they're selling something for $29 or $49. And same idea, you really end up with more or less the same math no matter how you slice it with the conversion rates and the pricing and things like that. Um, Because I have talked to a lot of people that have similar businesses to me. Um, So yeah, if you want to build a business on social media, this is what to expect. Okay, last piece of the social media notes that I wanted to cover on because this was a huge, huge shift. And I think probably sprint three, which I, I talk about like splitting my year up into sprints, Um, sprint three of the year, which ran from September, October, November, December was probably some of the biggest decisions and shifts that I made in the business and a really big decision that I made was stopping a lot of the creator business, shiny objects that I had been pursuing as a result of probably just looking at too many other people's creator businesses and, you know, feeling like, Oh, they're doing that and they're doing that and they're doing that. I should be doing it too. So what that looks like, and I'm going to continue to do my best to link to all this stuff in the, um, show notes for context. But I announced on October 26th that I would not be running ads in WorkLess Wednesday anymore. And, as a part of not running ads in Workless Wednesday anymore, I was actually stopping a bunch of stuff that seemed like it was good, but really wasn't moving the needle when I did the math. So I stopped newsletter sponsorships, affiliate marketing, okay, most one-on-one coaching. We actually don't do any one-on-one coaching anymore. And brand deals under 10K. So I don't take on any brand deals unless there's a. I have a minimum rate of $10,000 for a brand deal. So a lot of these things, you know, of course if you have nothing to sell and you have a large audience that you've built it can make sense to sell the attention of your audience to businesses that sell things that they might be interested in and i observed a lot of people doing that and i figured well hey this is a way to make money um you know i worked with some awesome companies i don't think it was i was pretty specific about vetting people and. a tried not to be spammy and i actually was able to recommend a lot of companies that i was already a customer of so that was sweet you know there were a handful that i was like i i would have recommended you for free and in some cases i already did and they were willing to pay so that was a good example but when it comes to my business um what i found at the time that I did this analysis, which I call an 80-20 analysis, if you take how to work less, you'll do one of these and it'll probably blow your mind when you do it for your business. Um, I did an 80-20 audit of my education business and I found that 83% of my 2023 revenue to date came from my course, How to Work Less. And a meager 1% of my revenue came from ads from Work Less Wednesday A meager 1% of my revenue came from affiliate marketing. Just 3% came from one-on-one coaching. And 12% of the revenue came from brand deals. So right off the bat, I was like, okay, I shouldn't spend a second focusing on this stuff anymore. It's just not moving the needle, right? That focus and attention is much better spent on how to work less. And... What was weird about the brand deals was 12% of the revenue came from that, but 10% of that 12% came from just two brands, two of my best clients, which is how I came up with the $10,000 minimum, okay? And it, the thought process behind all of this stuff is even though most of this is quote-unquote passive or leveraged income, they have an opportunity cost, which is my time and and my focus. So even though it doesn't really take any work to load ads into Workless Wednesday and manage it, there is just a certain amount of mental space that it takes up for not enough money. And as a result, I shut down all that stuff. I don't regret it at all. It has been awesome. And I have made more money as a result. So that's the final piece, is I am really moving out of my identity as a quote unquote creator. Um, I think I, in 2024, I am not really identifying as a creator anymore because the business that I've built is, is more than that. And I would say maybe I identify as a, an education business owner or a business, um, consultant or something like that. Um, but I just don't really identify with, you know, the YouTubers and the IG people who are like, I'm a full-time creator. I like creating content. I like writing. I like sharing my thoughts. I obviously love doing this podcast and work less Wednesday. Um, but the, the trappings of the creator business are not for me anymore. And that's been a big one. Okay. So that's social media. Holy smokes. Let's talk about the education business. So you think about, you know, you've got Marketing, which is everything that I just talked about for an online business is social media, and then you have what you sell, and in this instance, the education business had its best year to date by far, which is really, really cool, Um, like couldn't be more happy with not only how much money the business made, but the impact that we've had on hundreds of business owners, and if you don't believe me, you can go to learn.howtoworkclass.com and just scroll down to the bottom of the page and you can read the testimonials from folks who have taken How to Work Less and what we've built and what we continue to share with people honestly has just been awesome. Um, It's like just everything that I wish I knew and that I learned the hard way or I paid to learn um, distilled down into something super, super actionable. Um, so in 2023, a lot changed with the education business. Um, we launched a brand new free email course, which was a huge, huge hit. Um, if you haven't taken it yet and you have a small business, um, you know, a side hustle online business, you sell services, whatever, um, definitely take it. Just go to, um, startbuildingsystems.com. The email course is called Six Figure Solopreneur Systems. It's a seven lesson free online course. Um, I'm very proud to say over 4,000 people have taken it. Maybe we're at 5,000 now. Um, And we launched that, which was not only a really awesome, just free way to give value to people, but it also brought a lot of people into my world who ended up being some of my favorite clients and customers um, for how to work less. So that's pretty sweet. All right, we also enrolled 207 amazing students in cohorts three to five of How to Work Less, which was pretty freaking sweet, netting over $300,000 in the process. Um, Not only that, one of my commitments to How to Work Less as I've been building it out is that I try to just make it better every cohort. And over the course of 2023, we added a ton of stuff. We added a brand new cold email training, a brand new sales system training. We added a entirely new feature to the course, which is asynchronous office hours, which the students love. Basically once a week, we set an async office hours time. And the way that works is you can submit your questions to me directly on whatever you want related to that week's topic in the course and you submit them in circle, which is where the course takes place. And then I go through and I record asynchronous Loom videos giving you individual feedback um, for each of the questions. So that's been a huge hit. We added that, that was a great innovation. Students love it. Uh, We also shipped the Work Less Library, which is our library of over 20 hours of insanely valuable content. It includes course content, um, live session replays, Q and A's, mini lessons, um, guest lectures, a whole bunch of other stuff. And on top of that, we actually added guest lectures to How to Work Less. I also updated, over the course of the year, I updated every single lesson and we upgraded the Notion toolkit, which is another awesome feature. So very proud of all the work that we've done to make How to Work Less the best program possible. All right, on top of that, and this was really in the last two months, I launched a brand new program in November to a select group of how to work less students. You may not even know that this thing exists. Okay. It's been very private and small. Only 63 students were invited to this program and we had 19 decide to join us. And we're now in month two of that program. The results have been incredible. I am super excited about it. I really feel like it is the future of my business and my probably number one focus is, In 2024, you'll hear much more about this probably in February um, as we open it up to more folks, but very bullish on this brand new program, the quality and the caliber of the people in there and the community is just off the chain. I'm so happy with the group that's in there now and uh, more to come on that, but that's been cool. What else? What other wins do we have from 2023? Probably the most exciting financial win and something that really is just kind of beyond anything that I've experienced um, in my other business was from November 3rd to December 3rd of this year, I made exactly $200,000 in 30 days. So from that 30-day calendar, and it just so happens that it landed exactly on $200,000. That's the exact number. And that was a combination of early enrollment for our upcoming cohort six of how to work less and my new program and the enrollment for that. So that was pretty freaking awesome. Um, yeah, I never would have guessed that that would be possible. 200K in 30 days is unbelievable. All right. Financially across the board. What else? Um, big, big milestone. Big milestone was crossing half a million dollars in revenue for Workless LLC. It was pretty cool to see that tick over um, the payment processor that we use. um, is called Thrivecart, and hitting that number was a big milestone. And the next big one will be hitting seven figures in 2024 at some point. Now, I've hit seven figures in revenue with my agency, but uh, I don't really... (laughs) I was keeping track of it, and I didn't really know when it happened. So it's going to be an exciting milestone to, in 2024, have um, Workless LLC be a seven-figure business. So I'm excited about that. And all of this, I actually do have the date here. I was talking about this earlier. All of this has happened from March 23rd, 2022, which was just 21 months ago, was when we launched Cohort 1 of How to Work Less. Um, I actually went back through and went into my payment processor and looked at the date. Yeah. So this whole business has taken place in 21 months um, to get to this milestone, which is to date about 650K um, since the business started. Pretty freaking awesome. And um, I want to give a shout out. I was going to just message her, but um, since I'm here, um, if you were in cohort one, maybe you. I didn't know who my first customer ever was and I want to give her a shout out, Geraldine Franco. We've worked together. Um, we've done some one-on-one stuff and, um, she was the first person that bought how to work less. So if you're listening to this, Geraldine, I know you, you do every once in a while. Thank you. Um, yeah, that, thank you for believing in me and, you know, signing up way back in the day. Uh, it's pretty freaking sweet to see where we've come from and, uh, yeah, thanks. Really appreciate it. Anyway, what else? Okay, last thing for the education business, and I think what's really teeing things up for seven-figure year in 2024 with Workless LLC is in, of course, I have no idea what month this was, maybe November, um, maybe late October, can't really remember, probably, I think November, I enrolled in my biggest business expense to date in terms of investing in myself and in my business, I've spent tens of thousands of dollars um, over the past couple of years and before that with my agency. Um, But this is the highest ticket item by far, which is a $30,000 mentorship slash mastermind program. Um, It is with a dude called Blake LaGrange who has been absolutely instrumental in just giving me a ton of clarity and moving the needle more than i ever could have on my own um there would have been no two hundred thousand dollar a month in a 30 day period without blake so i really really appreciate that um but you know it's we do, if we do the math it's paid for itself five times over in just two months putting in 30k so i always encourage you if you're thinking about investing in your business and investing in yourself just do it like Everyone I know who is at the level that I am or a couple steps above me, they're all investing in themselves, right? They're not just thinking, oh, well, it'll be cheaper if I can like watch a YouTube video or figure it out. And what you'll find is the more, the higher up you get and the more skill you have, you need people with individualized expertise who have done what you want to do. And, you know, I put my money where my mouth is. I think it's honestly the biggest business decision, the best business decision I've made. And uh, I'm only a couple of months in, it's like 12 months or something. And I'm actually going to an uh, in, in-person first in kind of mastermindy event in San Diego in January, which I'm stoked about as well. And uh, I'll try to do a podcast recap on it when that happens, because I'm sure everyone wants to see what happens in a $30,000 a year me- mastermind mentorship program. Um, so if you're curious about that, um, I think he has a website, college.com with a K, K K-O-L-L-E-G-E, and uh, I'm in the program that's called Partners with a bunch of other kind of folks making at least, I think the minimum is you got to be making at least a hundred grand in your education business. Anyways, moving on to another absolutely seismically massive decision, which I've talked about here on the podcast before, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse when it comes to it, but My agency, uh, Richard Media Company, has been in business for 11 years. And a couple of months ago, I made last month, maybe December, November, I made the exciting and very difficult decision to set a date to shut down my agency. After providing client services for 11 years, effective March 1st, 2024, but a lot of things are already winding down, but my last contract ends that day. Um, I will be sunsetting the agency and I'm so freaking excited about it. Honestly, I spent a bunch of time um, discussing this on a episode. It is episode 19 of this podcast. It's called nowhere left to run a business update. And I talk about how I went through this. Um, what were the benefits? Why I made the decision? I mean, cause this was a difficult decision to make. This business was making half a million dollars a year and taking like Like less than five hours a week. Um, But it is clearing the decks for ultimately a vehicle that is going to be so much better and so much more enjoyable. If you want to hear me break down everything, listen to that episode. I don't want to recap it now. It's a huge... There's a lot of... I talked through the entire process behind it, how I made it. Episode 19, Nowhere Left to Run business update uh, covers that. But yeah, the date is March 1st, 2024. What I've been doing is going through the process of winding down contracts with some of my previous clients, handing off projects to other people. Um, You all probably don't know this, but 2023, this has been something that's been in pre-contemplation with me for over a year. And if you're in my inner circle, it's something I've been talking about and alluding to. Like, you know, eventually, someday, in the future, maybe, close down the agency, don't know when, not planning on doing it, blah, blah, blah. Um, But once I actually got some clarity, the time was now. Um, So this year, I'd been a bit more selective about the clients that I worked with and passed on a decent amount of new work because I didn't want to continue to spend more time doing client services. I wanted to spend more time and more focus on this business. And as a result, um, I was teed up for this March 1st date. So, contracts are winding down, you know, transitioning some projects over to some trusted freelancers and people that I've been working with for a long time, and I feel really really good about it. So, yeah. With all that to say, I have one more category in the business that I want to talk about. And that is the results of my time tracking. I teach a course called How to Work Less. Um, I always tell people there is a way to run a great, successful business in less hours. And I just want to be a good example of that. So, drumroll, please. In that one period, so just to recap social media followers, we 3 x okay, up to 421,000 followers. We have a podcast going, we launched the six figure solopreneur systems, taught three cohorts of how to work less. Brought in 200K in 30 days, did like, I don't know, 450,000 or so maybe in revenue, maybe 413. I'm looking at the numbers here. Point is, all this stuff happened. And according to my time tracking, I worked a total of 1,187 hours, which is approximately three hours and 15 minutes a day. All right, That's actually 20 hours less than I worked last year and I made much more money on this business. Um, so this is the fact that I'm most proud of and it is just a testament to all the systems that I've built, the way I think about business and the fact that like if I had to break it down, number one is Relentless focus on the things that matter and the things that move the needle and being willing to say no to the things that don't. Number two is delegating and systemizing anything that I can as fast as I can to take it off of my plate. And then number three is the power of focus and short timelines. So when I set this goal for myself, like, you know, I'm only working five hours today, um, it really forces you to prioritize and to not waste time. And yeah, that's that's the fact that I am most proud of more than anything else, more than the audience or bringing in more money in the business is the fact that this type of work can be done in three hours, 15 minutes a day. I think the way I did that math is it's divided by seven days. It ends up being, if you were working a quote unquote five Day work week, but my thing is all over the place. Like, I have some weeks where I'll work like a couple hours every day, and then other weeks where I'll take like half the week off. Um, But for a five day work week for 1,187 hours, I think it ends up mathing out to four and a half hours a day, five days a week. So, pretty freaking awesome. I hope this breaks some limiting beliefs about how much time you need to work. You do not have to work 80 hour weeks in order to be successful you can run a awesome awesome business of company of one small business tiny team um in 20 hours a week working five hour days it's totally possible and that's what i teach in how to work class. that is the exact systems that i follow to this date um i've helped a ton of people do it i just got an email um from someone uh her name's pola She just sent us, uh, sent us an email and this was, I wasn't planning on talking about this. Um, but she sent it to me, my course manager, Alex and Max, my assistant. And, uh, yeah, she said how to work less was a lifesaver course for me. I was able to make more money and achieve the financial goal I had for this year, working less hours in past years. Yeah, that's what we do here. Okay. Um, and, uh, I think I'll leave it there on the, business side of things. And then I'm going to go into in the second half of this. I want to talk a little bit about oh by the way, if you are interested in how to work less, com you have a week to decide. January 8th is when our cohort starts. I want to talk about the personal side as well and you know the beauty of creating a lifestyle business is to free up your time. And even though my average week is maybe, you know, the, what, four and a half hours a day, five days a week, maybe on average, it depends on how I split it up on that particular week. Um, I'm doing that so I can free up time for all the other things that I love to do. And even though I'm not working 80 hours a week, I'm busy, I have a lot of things I like to do. Okay, I spend a lot of time Hiking, exercising, hanging out with my wife, traveling, going to concerts. I have a lot of hobbies. You'll hear I'm a big hobby guy, a lot of reading. There's always something that I'm doing. Um, So some personal highlights that I want to share that um, are worth talking about. So number one, on December 12th, 1212, I turned 34 this year. Fun little life milestone there, 34-year-old. No big deal. What else did I do this year? Um, I attended 10 concerts. I saw Bruce Springsteen. I saw – I'm definitely a jam band kind of fan. I saw this band called Goose, Dead & Company with John Mayer. And then most of my concerts, um, I saw the band Fish seven times this year. I saw them – Two times at Madison Square Garden, two times at The Man in Philly, three times in Nashville. And I am headed to four shows, which is really exciting, in April at The Sphere in Vegas, which is a crazy, crazy new venue. Super excited about that. All right, what else did I do? Um, Did some nice traveling, went back and forth between Philly and Asheville a lot, which is where my kind of work retreat (laughs) Asheville location is. Um, I traveled to one of my favorite museums again, Glenstone, spent a week in the Bahamas, watched the Philadelphia Eagles lose in Philly. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of out and about all over the place. Hobby wise, spent a lot of time hiking. Um, big on the infrared sauna. I have an infrared sauna in my basement, and that has been super awesome. Other hobbies that I'm doubling down on that I, they were on my hobby list in 2022. Big Lego fan. Honestly, one of my favorite hobbies, just very relaxing and meditative. Um, And I built a bunch of stuff with my wife, the best build of 2023. And it was not even close. By far the most fun, most awesome looking thing was, um, you can look it up online. Maybe I'll, I'll see if I can get the link for it. Um, Rivendell from Lord of the Rings. They have like a Lego set. I think it's $500. It's a massive set. It's like maybe 5,000 pieces or something like that. And um, yeah, that was such an awesome build. If you don't know what I'm talking about, find the link in the show description or just Google Lego Rivendell. It was mind-blowing. It was so fun. Okay. Anyway, other things. Um, guitar... I'm I've been a guitar player for a long time getting back into that I picked up a second PRS hollow body 2 piezo this year which I love I've been using it for a little bit of work stuff as well which is kind of cool um and uh yeah the last big unlock which has really just happened recently and you know in how to work less, we talk about there's this lesson that I teach called spend money to buy time and probably one of the biggest time commitments um for me and for my wife this year, um, is food. So we both have like (laughs) dietary restrictions and kind of health stuff going on. Um, so I'm not someone who like, well, one personally, I'm try I try to eat healthy, um, but I'm not someone who's going to like go out to McDonald's and just eat fast food. Um, so we cook a lot at home and, you know, only go to restaurants and places that, can accommodate dietary restrictions. It's a thing. Anyway, um, I kind of did my time on it and realized that like that was one of the times that like we spent a ton of time procuring, cooking, eating, cleaning up food. Um, So the big, big new change, which has only been instituted for a month and a half, but has been the biggest thing that was like a lifestyle mover was we actually hired a private chef, and you may be thinking, "Rich sounds like rich people problems." Honestly, we don't spend any more for our private chef than we did um, cooking at home. You know, we, we shop at like Whole Foods, so it's not the super cheapest grocery store. And then we just go out to you know go out to eat every once in a while, and eating out is expensive. Um, and we shifted all of that budget towards the private chef. Now, I'm sure you could spend like a bazillion dollars getting someone who comes to your house every single day and cooks or lives in your house or whatever. I'm not talking about this. The company that we've been working with is called friendthatcooks.com. Our chef comes in once a week, prepares a week's worth of meals, cooks in our kitchen, goes to the grocery store for us so I don't have to go to the store anymore. We can give her a grocery list for other things that we want. Cooks, puts it in containers, cleans up the entire kitchen. It looks cleaner than when she left. And then we have for our kind of like health goals and dietary restrictions, everything that we need for the entire week. It has been such a freaking game changer. Honestly, it's the best thing ever. And shockingly, we don't spend any more money than we did before. Now, we spend maybe conscientiously less money eating out, but it's not, the pricing is not as prohibitive as you would expect. Um, So... I'm not like advertising this company and your results may vary, but our chef is awesome. Friendthatcooks.com. They're in a bunch of cities across the United States. And it's just something that I've been thinking about, but I felt like I could never do it because it seemed like it would be too much money. And it has been a massive game changer. I think between my wife and myself, we get like four to five hours back a day between going to the store, shopping, coming up with menus, cooking doing dishes, putting dishes away, cleaning up, right? All the stuff that goes with feeding yourself. Uh, it turns out it's a lot of time. So that's been the biggest needle mover for me. And honestly, the number one thing that I'm excited about. Super, super cool. Very recently happened. All right. I want to close things out and just share in no particular order. Um, some books that I really enjoyed this year and some tech that I really used a lot this year. And that'll be kind of the conclusion to this. I'll talk a tiny bit at the end about um, what I'm thinking about going into 2024. Um, I think I'll have a whole episode on that later, but just some initial thoughts going into it. And uh, yeah, so top five nonfiction books of 2023. All of these are referenced in previous issues of How to Work Less. So I'm not going to give you the full description, but I'm going to give you the list of the ones that really moved the needle for me and that I was really excited about if you're curious. Okay. Favorite book of 2023 was, I've talked about it a bunch, 10X is Easier Than 2X. It's by Dr. Ben Hardy and Dan Sullivan. My second book, and none of these other ones are in a special order. Buy Back Your Time, I read at the beginning of the year. If you are Business owner and thinking about how can I spend money to buy time, like we just talked about. Highly recommend reading "Buy Back Your Time" by Dan Martell, Um, a book that I have. It seems like I've now somehow procured three copies of this book, Um, but it is not one that you just read like you know you devour in one sitting. It is a book that you want to pick up, read three or four pages, and think about. Um, It's the creative act a way of being by Rick Rubin. I really, really enjoyed that book Um, on the kind of spirituality side of things. um, I really dug this book called no boundary by Ken Wilber. It's not in my usual business side, you know, it's not a business recommendation, but if you're interested in things outside of business, no boundary by Ken Wilber is a great read. It's not particularly long and it's pretty darn interesting. And um, final business book that I've talked about bunch on the pod is called Implementing Value Pricing by Ron Baker. And if you are in business for yourself and want to learn how to charge more money and communicate that value, highly recommend it. It's a great book. It's tough to find. I think it's like 80 bucks on Amazon right now. And uh, yeah, so those are my top five books. Fiction. I listened to a bunch of audiobooks. I don't really have a favorite, but the one that like when I think back on this year, <laughs> because it just took up so much of my time to finish it um, and probably more people will be talking about it next year because there's about to be a Netflix adaptation coming out. Um, the Four Body Problem Trilogy, which is a sci-fi trilogy. Um, it's from a Chinese author. can't remember his name off the top of my head is really good. I listened to the audiobooks. It took a really long time. They're super long, but it was a fun read. And I think more people will be talking about this next year because of the Netflix show coming out. All right, let's talk tech. A little bit of tech. We'll go through this quickly. Most of these were covered in Work Class Wednesday. Um, tech I use the most in 2023. Most importantly, in no particular order. All right, Lumosity has been a fun one for me. It's actually a brain training app. Um, It's something I try to do every morning. It only takes about five minutes to do. And it's just a series of games and exercises to train your brain to perform better. Um, So that's been cool. It's an iPhone app. Most important business app by far, um, no surprises here, is Loom. If you've never heard of Loom, it is a screen recording tool that allows you to send quick messages of you talking or screen sharing and I use this thing oh my gosh so much I was actually a top 1% user of Loom I recorded 471 Loom videos this year um, and according to them eliminated 881 meetings so so good love Loom Um, on the business side of things I would say I probably spent more time than anywhere else in these two what do they call it LMS Learning Management System. I think that's the technical name for it. Anyway, School, S-K-O-O-L and Circle is where I run my two programs, How to Work Lesson Circle and my new program uh, is in School. Those are both great. Um, there's no surprise. I run my entire business in Notion. Um, that's where pretty much everything lives. I'm reading the outline out of Notion right now. It's also where I will, as soon as this is done and I export the file, I will send it over to my assistant and she will post it. Um what else? I installed this new Google Chrome um what do they call that? A Gmail plugin. Um now Gmail, what do they call that? Gmail extension, Chrome extension, something like that. Um kind of on a whim and it's actually been really useful for my business. Um, it's called Mailtrack and it's just a simple piece of software that allows you to track the open and reads of your personal emails. Obviously, like I get data on that for Workless Wednesday, but I don't get it for my personal emails. And it's actually been really helpful for like a couple of times where like I've had missed connections where like it turned out they never got the email or it ended up in spam and I wouldn't have known that and it could have made a big difference. Um, So that's MailTrack, I think it's free. I maybe pay for their one tier up plan, but I've liked that. Other than that, what else? Arc, my web browser of choice. I've talked about it three times this year on Work Class Wednesday. If you aren't using Arc, I recommend checking that out. And then uh, finally, just for my minimalist workspace, if you have a Mac, um, I always find the menu bar at the top of the screen to be very cluttered and distracting, especially once you have a bunch of programs open and they all seem to want to put their icons up there. So I got this app called Bartender for Mac. You can Google it and um, it basically declutters your entire um, top screen bar, which is much better. So I downsized my dock from 30 apps to about 13, um, decluttered my menu bar, and uh, I think it's like 16 bucks for this app. Highly recommend it, it's pretty cool. Okay, other than that tech, I am way late to the train on both of these things, but I'm really happy with them. took me until this year to get both an iPad and an Apple Watch um, that I use regularly. So that is something that probably most of you are like, duh. But that was a big one for me as well. Yeah. All right. That was pretty quick on the fun stuff. I'll try to link to this all either in the description or in this week's Work Less Wednesday, which will be on the website as well. If you go to howtoworkless.com newsletter and then find the Issue. It'll be Work Less Wednesday number one. one. Ooh, let me make sure I get this right. Number 113 one, will be the next one. All right. Some parting insights. First of all, before I get into my kind of thoughts for 2024, um, I do want to remind you that. How to work less cohort six enrollment is most likely open when you're listening to this so if it's any day between january 1st and january 7th our cart is open right now for how to work less cohort six it is such a good time of year to do this and to invest in yourself and your business how to work less is for people who are self-employed they're maxed out on time they're maxed out on money and you want to learn how to scale your business without working more hours design incredible systems that run your business for you and spend more time doing the things you love and delegate the things you don't. We've already had 300 plus incredible students go through the program. And uh, I cannot say enough about how awesome it is. Um, Go to learn.howtoworkless.com to check out the full page with all the information that you need in order to make a decision Please take a minute, scroll down to the bottom of the page, check out our testimonials and our stories from students. They're all real students, real human beings with businesses just like you. And um, yeah, I'm sure they wouldn't be mad if you contacted them, if you had a question as well. So sorry, everyone, <laughs> if I'm inundating you, but feel free to reach out. I'm sure they wouldn't care. All right. Learned how to cohort six. Our first official lesson is January 8th, which is a Monday. Wrapping things up here, going into 2024, I am aiming to do less. I want to really question a lot of the assumptions, and you could hear in 2023, especially towards the end of the year, um, me questioning a lot of the assumptions about what you must do, what you have to do to run an Internet business. Um, Less social media, less platforms, obviously no more agency no more creator business stuff, and really just a shift on how I spend my time. And I imagine in 2024, what that's going to look like is less of a focus on creating content every single day, right? I want to do this podcast. I want to do Work Less Wednesday. But leaving daily content behind to focus on more high-value stuff like this podcast, like Workhouse Wednesday, and creating space for what's next in my business, okay? And I wanna take you along for the journey. I'm gonna talk more in future episodes. I may I may just do it next week and maybe in a couple of weeks as I wrap my brain around what it's really gonna look like for next year. But overall, I think it's just a <laughs> doubling down on my mantra, which you can see at the top of my website, work less, earn more, do less, simplify, create space, and yeah, just uh, design a business that I love. So that's it, folks. Hope you enjoyed this. I hope you found it valuable. Um, I have accomplished a ton in 2023. It's amazing how much you can do in a year, even with only working, what, what was the number? 1,187 hours. If you want to join me in having another exciting 2024, you can definitely do it with us in How to Work Less starting next week. And uh, now is a great time to do it. Either way, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out. You know where to find me. Just reply to any episode or any email of Work Less Wednesday. And that goes straight to my inbox if you have a question. And otherwise, um, I will see you in 2024.